Hello and welcome to the Sandro Forte podcast. Over the many years I've been running a successful business, I've met directly or indirectly many successful people from entrepreneurs, sports stars, celebrities, and dare I say, even royalty. So what makes someone successful? Do we even know what success is? And the all-important question, can we create it for ourselves? This podcast series invites a diverse group of people to share their insights, their wisdom, and the things they've learned along the way. Matt Brady is the founder of Limelight Access, an exclusive personal assistance service for names in the world of sport and entertainment. Some of their members include football manager Alan Pardew, Gary Lineker, Lee Francis, best known as Keith Lemon, and presenter Emma Willis. Matt set up Limelight to offer a premium day-to-day service for big names in the business, offering them everything from holiday planning, restaurant bookings, party organising, to even arranging an electrician when needed. So, gives me great pleasure to welcome today's guest, Matt Brady. Matt, welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm fascinated to know, as I'm sure all the listeners are, where did it all start? You were in football, weren't you? I played football, yep. I played football. Not. Uh, it wasn't a very illustrious career. I played. I started off at Barnet when I was uh, an apprentice. I was there for three years before I became a professional. Uh, Ray Clements was actually the manager at the time. Uh, signed professional terms there. Um, made a handful of first-team appearances um, and then when moved on to Wickham Wanderers where my youth team manager, Terry Gibson, was the assistant manager. Uh, played at Wickham Wanderers for three years, again only making a handful of appearances before going into non-league football. So I think I realised early on that I wasn't going to make a fortune out of football. I wasn't good enough or I hadn't hit the levels that I wanted to and then started looking at other business opportunities or started to looking at other things to do when I finished playing football because it was uh, it wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And so how did Limelight come about? You went to Glasgow, I think it was? So yeah, I mean, I'd done a lot of different jobs in between, to be honest with you. But um, a friend of mine was playing for Celtic up in Glasgow and I went to visit him. His name is Steve Guppy. He was also at Wickham Wanderers. So we went up to visit him and um, and realised there was an opportunity up there in particular. There was no one doing it to uh, to offer a concierge services to footballers. There's only really two teams up there, as, as everybody mm-hmm. knows. And uh, and started doing that and started booking restaurants and nightclubs and, and, and chauffeur services and that for some of the players up in, in Glasgow. Uh, which initially gave me the idea on a complimentary basis and then decided to bring it down to London and set it up in um, in London. Um, Alan Pardew, as you mentioned before, has always been a big influence and I played with Alan a long time ago and he was the Charlton manager at the time. So having somebody like that in football was was beneficial and helped me initially get the, the, uh, the company off the ground. How do you get started? I mean, you've seen the idea, you see the opportunity. How do you even go about putting this thing together? Well, I think at the time, a friend of mine, uh, Mark Rooney, who is also an ex-footballer, he joined me at the time and the two of us um, started working together under the name Limelight. Um, and, uh, and between us, we had a lot of contacts within football. So we set up a business um, and we had a strategy. We both had other jobs at the time and uh, just started to make contact with some of our old managers or old teammates that we played with and started doing stuff on a complimentary basis until we felt like we had enough to start charging people for the service. Mm. Um, we got our first member of staff in about 2003, I think it was, um, who could who acted as our first personal assistant, who's still with us actually now. Um, and, and it went from there. And then we just started picking up clients and, and adding different sort of partners and services to the offering. Takes a brave man to enter a market that was dominated for a period of time, to some extent maybe still is, 
you know, the likes of quintessentially. I know mm-hmm. perhaps north of the border there was an opportunity. What do you think it is, Matt, that's made you so successful as, as a business? Is there, are there any things you do differently, for example? Well, I think if you look at quintessentially in particular, as you mentioned them, and, and some other companies in the same sector, they, they tend to target on, on older money, it would seem. Uh, and we thought there was a gap in the market, particularly for footballers, because people can't communicate with footballers. They're very, they don't trust people easily. And, um, and it's a very difficult circle to, to break into. And having that direct sort of contact with the likes of Alan and, and some ex sort of players that went on to do well for themselves. We had that 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 direct contact. Um, and I think that was the difference. It was going down a route of not champagne and private jets and, and, and nightclubs. It was more a day-to-day. And people think about footballers, and I think there's a misconception that they've got a ridiculous amount of money. They earn a ridiculous amount of money, but their disposable income, because they're planning for the future, isn't necessarily that extravagant, as you would imagine. And, uh, and I think it was recognising that and being able to talk and communicate with footballers on, on a different level that gave us that initial chance, as mm. it were. Um, and I think what has also been very important is that we've always worked closely with people's agents and football clubs. If you try and work against agents or, or clubs or liaison officers, then you'll always have a, a huge problem in football. Mm. Um, so we, we, we don't tread on anyone's toes. We have no conflict with anybody at all. We just enhance everybody's lifestyle, whether it be the agent, the club or the player. And I think that's been significant part of our growth obviously footballers in particular kind of live in this bubble we call it a bubble don't we where they uh, like you said it's quite difficult to to build relationships with them go against an agent at your peril so you clearly got that bit right as well what is it in particular that has attracted the big named to you um well, I think the security of initially knowing that the likes of Alan Parge and we had some big names were on board. I think um, my, I'd like to think, reputation, although I was a very, very average footballer, I've always had a reputation I'd like to think as being quite integral and quite trustworthy. Um, and once we had one or two big name players on board, I think obviously like every industry, but particularly in football, it's quite incestuous. We uh, we managed to sort of pick up other clients. Mm. Um, but you know, it's it's longevity. It's 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 delivering. It's you know, we don't do anything contractual, commercial, or financial. And if you're not doing that, then no one in football really is going to care if you're the guy that books restaurants or buys Louboutins because there's no threat. Mm. So we've done a really good job in that respect and just grew our client base and then added different divisions to our offering. Yeah. Mm. I suppose the critics, you know, the, the skeptics might say, well, you know, football players got loads of time on their hands. Why can't they go to the shops and buy their own pair of shoes or book their own holiday? Is it? Have you seen the world change a lot over the years? Are we becoming more reliant on concierge services or the internet without leaving the comfort of our own home? Is it becoming more accessible? I now? definitely think in terms of the internet, I think that's definitely true of, of anybody, not just footballers. But I think with footballers, from a very, very early age, everything's done for you, everything. And I think even for me, as, a, as, a, as an awful footballer who had no success coming out of it, I still found that, you know, booking a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment, all of that was done for me at, at the lights of Wickham Wanderers. So you can't imagine what the boys are getting, the treatment they're getting at Man City or Manchester United or some of the bigger Premier League clubs. So I do think there's a, there's an element of that involved. Um, and I think I think they do need somebody to, sometimes they don't want the clubs or their agents to do everything for them, not because there's anything untoward. It's just nice to have that distance from, from you know, in your life and something independent. And I think that's why we've had relative success also. 
but yeah, I think everybody wants everything instantly now. I don't think that's any different in football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they live in a bubble, footballers, and I do think every you know a lot's done for them when they travel. I, I was fortunate enough to travel last week with a with a team over in Azerbaijan, and it was interesting to see just how little they do have to do from getting on the coach and going over to 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 Azerbaijan into Baku and back again. It was incredible, um, and I'm in in the industry and even that was an eye-opener for me so I think that it does lend itself to providing they can find someone they can trust and isn't going to do anything that conflicts with their agent then I think it's for the for the prices you know the, the fees we charge I think it's a no-brainer for football so how does your model work then is it a fee-based service to you yes. do you charge as you go depending on what they use how does it work no they all pay um, relatively the same amount of money on a monthly basis so it's a monthly fee uh, there's no joining fee one of the things that I decided to do when we set up the business in in to differentiate from quintessentially would be no contract at all uh, there's no joining fee and there's no membership card as such um, and we've stuck to that so if our members want to cancel their membership tomorrow they can they just got to give us a month's notice um and the reason being if we're not doing a good enough job then i don't want them as a member you know i only want people to to use us and i want them to be a member and not use the service pay and not use it so i'd like to think all of our members are active we retain our members we've got one member uh, i'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying ashley young has been with us now for about nine years i think uh, we've went to his wedding we've seen his children grow up we've been to their christenings and so on and that is limelight that is what we want to to, to, to that relationship we want to have with all of our clients and retain new members. We don't really take on any new clients uh, at the moment. It's not it's not what we're looking to do. It's mm. all about retention and um, and offering a good service. That's really interesting, actually, what you've just said, um, because it seems to me on one level what you do is designed to help people make their lives more straightforward, more streamlined, uh, simpler, but at the same time the relationship's really important to you. That's a really interesting combination because mm-hmm. it, usually it's one or the other. Yeah. You're either a face-to-face business or service or you're not. Yeah. But you seem to quite cleverly combine the two things. Well, not as well as we would like to, uh, but wherever we can, we like to meet up with our... I think it's very important. You know, my business is is mainly women, um, apart from my father, but um, my business is made up of, of younger girls who are personal assistants. So it's vitally important that you choose the right ones that have the right morals and uh, and, 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 you know, behave in the correct manner and it's vitally important that our players wives and girlfriends get to know those girls and see and trust them and and, and know that they're part of their family or an extension of what they want to do and and we've done that really well but you know my sister works in the business my niece works in the business my best friend and her sister it's all people that we know and trust mm. and they've been with us for a very long time now and i think that's key really key with what we're doing to build the relationships is yeah. everything how far are you prepared to go for a client i mean you must have some uh, let's let's be right about this, that are very demanding and you probably think one day to the other, why on earth did we ever take this person on? How do you deal with the well, problematic we're very, ones? <laughs> we're very good now, to be honest with you, because we're so well established and we know so many footballers that if a client you know, we wouldn't approach a client or we wouldn't work with a client that had a bad reputation or we thought would be disrespectful in any way. So from from now moving forward, we're very good at that. All of our clients, if you look at them, they're all family people. And they've mainly got children and they've got a great reputation. I have to say that I think footballers are impeccable nowadays. The way they live their lives and the way they behave and the way they act, considering the amount of money they earn, I think they're very, it's commendable mm. compared to maybe when I was playing 20 years ago it was a very different industry and 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 people behaved a lot more more differently but players are monitored every day now their their alcohol intake and their heart rate and you can't get away with it and as a result i think they have the occasional blowout as they should as young men but generally i think they're very well behaved 
we won't do anything illegal, obviously, um, and we don't even push you know, the boundaries now like maybe we would have 10 years ago for clients. Mm. Um, but I just think that our clients are very respectful. They respect our girls in the office, their wives and their girlfriends use the service every day as well. And we don't really have that many problems. Some are more demanding than others. Some are, have got a different expectancy levels than others. But um, most of our clients are British um, and, uh, you know, so we can build that relationship and they stay here. Even if they're moving from club to club, we get to know them. And as a result, we're just not friends as such, but we've got mm. good relationships with our clients, yeah. I think. Yeah. And they know what we're all about. Mm. Yeah. So um, what what training, what experience? You've come from football. Yeah. Um, you, you tried and failed a couple of things, to paraphrase your comments earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, I mean, where did where did this entrepreneurial skill come from? I don't, I honestly don't know. I think football gives you a discipline. It gives you a drive. It gives you, uh, um, you know, ambition. I think, um, you know, I've had some great managers in my time, like Ray Clements. And uh, uh, there's a football manager that I think is at Portsmouth now, Kenny Jackett, was my mm. youth team manager when I was younger, instilled great discipline in, in me, which I now, um, you know, use to, to sort of to manage the goals in my office and um, and and just living your life correctly and, and having that drive. I think, you know, one thing I didn't have as a youngster was was confidence. And if, if I had more confidence, I think I'd have been a better player because technically I was okay. Mm-hmm. But from, you know, my upbringing and, and, and my confidence levels weren't where they needed to be to be a top flight footballer. And I think that was the difference. But now in this arena, mm-hmm. um, I'm not the most confident person, but I know what we do and I know how to deliver the service and I think I'm okay at what I do now in, in this in, in this part of my life. Whereas mm. as a footballer, I can look back now and think I certainly wasn't. <laughs> so you um so you've come up with this great idea and then you've got to start thinking about the partners. So you've got a good team. Yeah. I, I love what you said about that because I think that's very important in any kind of successful business is the people around you. But then you've got to venture out and start choosing your partners. Yeah. As we know. Uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So you trap, you partner, for example, the travel firm, let's say. And, um, you know, there is always a danger, isn't there, that they may not do a very good job and that reflects on you. How do you go about choosing the right partners? Well, you've got to do your due diligence, I think. And, um, you know, re- reputation in, in, in any in any sector, any field is, is important. With the travel side of things, we, we, we toed and throwed with that for many years before we actually set up our own travel agency. So my wife and I were using various different travel companies. And as you rightfully say, you're always reliant on somebody else. It's very difficult there. Things were always, um, you know, can always go wrong. So we, we set up our own travel agency about seven years ago called Limelight Escapes. Uh, so we can keep everything in-house. We've got all the GDS systems in our office now and uh, we control every aspect of the business. About three years ago, we introduced a chauffeuring service because transfers was always the thing that was letting us down. No matter how you plan them, uh, they weren't there. When people got off a plane, they didn't have the right board up. So my father runs that side of our business now and we've got several V-Class Mercedes so we can control the transfer side of it, this end, obviously, in the UK. And then um, my wife and her team control every other aspect of the business. And again, it's building that relationship so it's seamless between the PA and the travel service. It's all the same company and it's all the same people. And we're not a 24-7 business, but there's always somebody there 24-7 if there's an emergency. But we try and educate our clients to do everything during the day because it's easier to get things done. Mm. Um, but yeah, but, but going back to your question with partners, you know, it, it, footballers are, are, are quite sort of... Um, what's the word now, Con- conventional maybe, that they, they, they like what they like. So 
you know, when you're looking at different cities and different fashion brands, you know, it's quite similar, to be honest with you. So we know what where we have to be. We know what the players are looking for a lot of the time if football is is the main part, core of our business. So we just have to make sure that we've got good relationships with the right restaurants, hotels, fashion brands. And and, and initially that was our was our objective. And it's just gone from there, really, because the more success and the more business you put into them, the more that it grows. And when things go wrong, you know, the chauffeur doesn't turn up as yep. expected at the airport. Yep. How do you deal with that? Because, you know, let's be honest, your clientele are going to be quite demanding. They're going to have high expectations. Yep. You've got high expectations yourself. I think it's clear that you've got some very, very high standards. When things go wrong, how do you deal with them? Just by being honest. And they do go wrong. They go wrong all the time because a lot of the, not all the time, but they go wrong. Um, we had a situation last week. We had a client go out to the Ryder Cup and there was a problem with his tickets. Um, when he got to the Ryder Cup, we booked his hotel and his transfer. Everything was swimmingly, went swimmingly well. But then um, when he got there, there was a problem with the tickets. So it was a disaster from our point of view. We're like 14 years into this business and you still can't compensate for that. So it's just a case of, um, of being brutally honest and upfront and, and making amends as best you can. And when you come came back this particular footballer we've made amends we've made a full refund on what he purchased and um and he'll know from his last seven eight years of dealing with us that it was you know one one of those things and that it happens but it certainly does happen and i think it's important it's important question in our business it's how you deal with these mistakes Mm. and it's just by being completely upfront and honest and doing as much as you possibly can to rectify the situation so one end i hear managing expectations that's really important and then the other end dealing with things in a proactive way when inevitably they go wrong because there's things that are not, not within your control. Your control, yeah. Um, so Matt, I'm, I'm interested to know, because I have a similar experience, um, working with your wife, mm-hmm. um, how, how easy or difficult is that? Because, you know, obviously on one level, when you're setting out on the road to starting your own business and you've got to start small, I started from a converted garage, mm-hmm. um, it, it has its own set of challenges, doesn't it? Because, you know, 24-7, You've got a, a, a personal relationship, but you've got a business relationship. How difficult is it to separate the two things out? Very. It was very difficult, in all honesty. I think initially when we started, we were enthusiastic and it was all new and it was, you know, we were getting new websites and new new areas of the business. We set up the travel business, which she ran. And it was uh, it was it was great, but I think over a period of time it does take its toll. I think it does, you know, we we go out for a meal and you don't talk about anything anything other than limelight and the business. And it did took its it, it took its toll on us. And unfortunately, we actually we we separated, but we still work together every day. Nadine, as I said earlier on, runs our travel business, and she is um, she's got all of the the, the 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 same sort of work ethic and to the same sort of morals that we've had all the way through from setting up the business. So it, it works incredibly well, and, and she works well with the girls in my office and she's got a brilliant team and it's all under the limelight uh, banner but it has you know working with your with your wife is challenging mm. but on the whole i think it was successful for us and we managed to create a really a really cool business and a, and a business with a good set of of morals but um but yeah it, it, it took its toll on our relationship that's for sure so on that subject then matt how how do you deal with life's challenges because a lot of people have this mistaken belief that if you're successful, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. That you woke up one morning or you were born talented and every mm-hmm. button you pressed, you know, yeah. the, the light came on. But, it, you know, you know, and I know it's not like that. How, how do you deal with the road bumps in life? How do you deal with those challenges? Well, I mean, I think, again, going back to football, it gives you that perseverance. It gives you that stubbornness. And that is that, you know, that is, has been key with this business. I mean, we could have and should have given up many, many times because the business doesn't generate a huge amount of money. The margins are very, very small with what we're doing. So we're always hand to mouth. 
And it's only up until the last sort of four or five years where we've really started to, to pull away. But I mean, we've lost the business over the years. You know, we've made bad decisions and lost the business, had to, to bounce back again. But I think it is just having that sheer stubbornness and that perseverance. And, and I've always known, and, and even now, I think we've got a long way to go with this business, but we will... Um, We'll get there, and 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 more than anything, like everything in life, that the harder you work, the luckier you get, and uh, and you know the nature of our business because it is so twenty four seven. It's a service business. It's it's hard work, and I think we've seen a lot of concierge businesses start up and and uh, and then realise that there's not a lot of money there, and it's hard work. What we're looking to create is something you know that may be valuable at the end when we do get fed up, if we ever get fed up with this, and there's an exit. Um, which may be worth a lot of money perhaps, but uh, at the moment I'm enjoying it and we've got a long way to go with this. I've got a lot of ideas and a lot of places I want to take the business, um, but it has been incredibly difficult to get to, to even to this to this stage for mm. sure. I keep hearing the word discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Brady, daily disciplines, routines, given your, your background, you know, um, I'm not saying football mm-hmm. yesterday is what it was today or is today, but... You know, do you have any particular disciplines or, or routines, a process that you live by? Um, nothing that springs to mind. In all honesty, I mean, I, I I like to make sure that I'm in I'm in the office every single day. I like to make sure that we see the team. I think that we go through our members that we have on a Monday morning every week, so we like to know exactly what everybody's doing. The girls in my office send me their messages with their players, if it's WhatsApp or emails or texts every single day so that I can see exactly what's happening. There's no kisses on the end of any text and there's nothing untoward. And I know exactly what's happening with the players if they call me up. Um, But, you know, I like to try and keep as fit as I can. Uh, I like to run as much as I can, keep a clear head. Um, but it is, it's intensive. It's, it's, it's long hours and it's, it's, you never get away from it because at the weekend our business comes to life because if players win, they want to go out and that's when they want to go to restaurants and they want to get hotels. So we've got to be geared up for that car services and so on. We just had the international break as we speak now. Um, so for those players that aren't involved with their national teams, it's a time for them to get off and go out and do things that they wouldn't ordinarily. So our business really does come to life in the international break. Mm. We've got Christmas, which is crazy because, you know, what we do as a business, we pay people's parking fines. We do their food shopping on occasion. You know, we do we do all the day-to-day stuff. And so it, it keeps us busy. So from my point of view, I just like to make sure that I – getting enough sleep, running as much as I can, eating as well as I can and uh, and working as hard as I can. You mentioned earlier on that you weren't necessarily looking to take on more clients and there will be some people listening who go, oh, or saying, oh, goodness, that, that seems like the kind of service I need, but goodness, Matt only works with footballers, therefore mm. price point wise, it's going to be out of my league. I'm not even going to ask the question. Yep. Is it, you know, is, is do you have a, are you working in a niche or are you talking about, you know, is this accessible to anyone potentially? Well, we've just introduced in the last six weeks uh, another tier to our membership called Limelight Loves, which is exactly that. It's a different price point. You don't get a personal assistant. It's an online platform, um, lifestyle platform we've created for that exact reason. We've had a lot of people say to us over the years that they don't think they require a personal assistant, but they would like to take advantage of some of our benefits and some of the things we do so we've created limelight loves for that reason um you don't strictly have to be a footballer i mean as you've if you've alluded to earlier we look after a number of people in the entertainment industry as well um one of the things when we started when we created limelight we wanted all of our members to have a profile uh, a recognizable talent so at the time we didn't really want to um 
to to work with reality stars and so on. We wanted everybody to have either you know play professional sport or have a recognisable talent in the entertainment industry. With Limelight Loves and the introduction of that, we will have agents that use that service. We will have CEOs. We will have people that are associated with uh, football and sport as well as other celebrities. So it widens our net, particularly at the price point, but we still want to keep it pretty exclusive. Uh, on, on the Limelight Access, the personal assistant side of things, we will only take on new clients once we have a new PA ready to go. And finding new PAs is the most challenging part of our business. And I've only got so many relatives that I can employ. So it's uh, <laughs> it's difficult. Um, but once we find someone that we think is suitable, we put them on a three-month probationary period, um, see how they, they work with different people, and then we can take on another 15 right. clients. But until that point, we, we won't take on anybody on that side of things because it dilutes the service and you you just can't drop the ball mm. in what we're doing in that respect. I want to ask you about the charity work you do. Yep. You, you sit on a board, don't you? Yes. I Tell do, us yeah. about what you're doing because I'm personally a great believer in giving back. Um, yep. I do a lot myself, so I'm, I'm interested to know about what you're doing on the charity side. So animals has always been a big a huge passion of mine. Um, it actually stemmed from one of the Tottenham players wanted to go to London Zoo and um, I rang London Zoo about 10 years ago, this was now, and they, they weren't overly accommodating in terms of him coming in on a complimentary basis or jumping the queue. So I rang what used to be called Paradise Wildlife Park up in Hertfordshire. It's now the Zoolo- Zoological Society of Hertfordshire. And the owner at the time uh, picked up the phone when I asked him, big Tottenham fan, and the relationship stemmed from there. So that enabled me to get more involved. Um, and they have a sister park down in Kent called the Big Cat Sanctuary, of which I became a trustee of. Uh, and I've been a trustee there now for many years. Uh, and then I was asked to become a trustee of a Zoological Society of Hertfordshire when they changed into a charity two years ago. So now I sit on both boards and... Um, you know, is it, my, my, my day job is very time consuming and because of the animal moves and the amount of animals that we look after, um, we've got a lot of different species obviously in, in the zoo and then down in the big cat sanctuary, we've got 58 different species of cats and it's a real passion of, of mine. I'm actually going off to Costa Rica this weekend uh, for a week to uh, to work with a, a conservation project in Costa Rica, uh, a jaguar uh, program. Uh, so hopefully we're going to be trekking through the jungle and taking down some of the uh, the, the traps they put up whilst reading all the whatsapp messages from your team well i don't know i, I, I don't know what i'm going to do if i'm on, if i'm honest with you but yeah hopefully there'll be wi-fi Good and i'll be you. able to uh, Good for you. keep mine yeah. I, I have a couple of quick questions number one um there's lots of people that are listening that want to know more about what you're doing so where do we find out more about limelight first of all yep so the the best the website is the limelight collection and that will give you um uh, that will show you all the four different sides of the business so limelight access is our personal assistant business limelight escapes is our luxury travel business limelight driven is our chauffeuring service and limelight loves is our newest edition so they're the four different companies or services and uh, and that should tell anybody everything they want to know about the uh, the company and the four different services yeah. and the charity stuff uh that's the the big cat sanctuary and the zoological society of hertfordshire yeah so um, yeah anything you can do to help either of those would always be Greatly appreciate I'm sure there will be plenty that will want to do that. Um, <laughs> final question. We yep. ask this to all our guests. Um, you're you're a mere slip of a lad. You know, haven't been around long enough to have as much experience as some of us. But uh, in the time that you've grown and built a successful business, uh, what, Matt, would you say to a younger version of yourself? So you've got a 15-year-old uh, Matt Brady sat alongside you now and you've got to give him a few pearls of wisdom before he sets out on the road in life. What knowing all the things that you know now, you know the the successes, the regrets, the challenges, the mm-hmm. the slip ups along the way. What bit of advice would you give to a fifteen year old Matt Brady? 
Well, I would definitely like or to try and be more confident as a younger footballer in particular. I think had I been more confident, I would have got a lot further in that industry. Um, and I think mental strength is key in anything you do. Um, running a business, I would like to have been mentally stronger initially when we faced those big problems, when we, we went into administration and so on. Um, I think I wouldn't worry as much if it all happened again because it all works out. And as long as you're doing the right thing and you're trying to um, do you know do the right thing by other people, you'll always be okay. Um, but but generally speaking, I would like to I'd like to be more confident and confident in what I'm trying to achieve and setting out to do. Uh, even even today, I think I could be more confident in, in in what I do and how I deliver certain aspects of my business. But uh, yeah, I think as a youngster, it was something that really I was always nervous. I was always nervous of playing football. I was always nervous of walking into a room, walking into a cinema. And there's elements of that now in my personality, but I've definitely got a lot, a lot more confident, a lot better. Um, but um, but yeah, I think that's is is key in life. You know, I've got a friend at the moment that's it's it's incredibly ill, and business is 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 incredibly busy. And you know, it's being mentally strong enough. And I think if you go back all the way to Kenny Jacket and these people, that's what you try and instill in young footballers now. And that's what makes I think people successful in any walk of life is having that mental strength mm. as well as the, the you know the technical ability and anything you're doing. Well, I thank you for walking into this room today and sharing uh, some amazing insights into your world and your business. And uh, all I can say is you should continue to have great confidence in what you're doing because it sounds like a really fantastic business. So, Matt Brady, thank you so much for joining us. Wish you every continued success in the business moving forward and look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you very much. That was the Sandro Forte podcast. And my thanks to our guest today, Matt Brady. There are many more fantastic guests joining me over the coming weeks, so please make sure you subscribe if you want to pick up some more great tips on success. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Sandro's Podcast, that's Sandro's with an S, same on all channels, and we'd love to hear your stories, ideas, anecdotes, challenges, or whatever motivates you. So please keep those emails coming, hello at sandrospodcast.com, and please remember to leave your review on iTunes so we know what you'd like more of in the future. Thank you.